Mike Dempsey. Look, I hear from people all the time who are having tax problems, but don't be afraid of the IRS. Right now, you can talk or meet with local professionals that are here to help your specific tax issues. Accelerate your tax solution with Accelerated Tax Solutions. With Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right. She said, I want to learn a love song full of happy things. I want to learn a love song. Won't you let me hear you sing? Happy birthday, Harry! The great singer, songwriter, humanitarian, dead, of course, back in 1981, but today would be the 80th birthday of Harry Chapin. And I'm going to begin today's program off on a happy note. We're going to play some Chapin over the next couple of hours. Uh, One of the originals when it came to earning money, and then giving it to charity, much like many of you did a week ago during the J-Fund right here, the Tom Coughlin, our annual Radiothon, a record-setting nearly $250,000. Just incredible. Harry Chapin, one of the originals with that. Live by his means. And, of course, he died in a VW uh, bug, uh, ran into a, um, a brick wall, but didn't need a lot. Okay, for him, it was about trying to make others happy. And that's what I'm going to try to do tonight. Damn it. I'm going to try to make others happy. And, you know, I, that's my attempt. That's the effort. That's the goal. Uh, I've been told forever that, that sports fans are sponges. You know, sports fans are, are people that, you know, they're going to take this, they're going to take that, and at a proper time, they're going to release it. But they're always going to be there. I, I think as of late, um, I feel a little bit more like a balloon as uh, opposed to a, a, a sponge, right? And I feel as though the helium is gone. The air is gone. It's, it's been released. You know, I, I think back of last week at this time. And again, it's like I took off my shirt. I pounded my chest. You know, I was screaming Duval. I was talking about relevancy. I was talking about the importance of this football team. And they just completely, in every phase of the game, let you down. It's, it's almost like one of those deals where you want to say, how dare you? I mean, how dare you as a fan smile? How, how dare you as a fan try to brag about your football team? How dare you as a fan tried to say, well, let's play the what-if game. What if Tennessee goes into Philadelphia and gets clobbered, as they did? What if everyone in the division loses on that particular Sunday? What if Jacksonville can go into Nashville this week and snap that streak that dates back to 2013? What if you could sneak up and punch Dallas in two weeks and get out of here with a W? All that's gone. And I think with that, you know, the air's gone, the helium is gone, and, and where you're at now is 
Time to look ahead. 142 days away from the draft. Okay? It's not a divorce. You can't do that. Listen, I, I, I listen to you people. I do. Okay? I enjoy the conversation back and forth every year. That's it. Uh, they're my favorite texts. They're my favorite emails. They're, they're my favorite faxes. They're, they're my favorite uh, lift up the window like Rocky does. You know, like Stallone does in Rocky. Yo, Adrian! That's it! I mean, every year I get it. That's it! I'm no longer a Jags fan. You are too a Jags fan. Do you know of anyone who just gave it up? Maybe you gave up season tickets. But do you know of anyone who gave it up? No one's going to give it up. If so, I'd like to hear from you, honestly. Well, you wouldn't be listening if, if that's the case. You can be pissed and, and get away from it. Hell, I've been that way for the last past half, half decade or more with Florida State. But it, it never leaves you, okay? And, and that's the beauty of being a true fan. What do they say? 50% of marriages end up in a divorce. The other 50% of you people are just unhappy, right? Well, you can move on, right? Hey, the laws suck for men. In this state. Best of luck to you. I'd recommend my lawyer, but he sucked. Um, You can play that role, right? You can get divorced or you can just be miserable within the house and kind of live separate lives. You can't do that with your sports team. You cannot do that with the Jacksonville Jaguars. You have have created a murder, okay? Omerta, okay? The five boroughs of New York. You're... They have brought you in as as one of theirs. And the only way out is in the cardboard box. That's it. You are a Jags fan for life. And and this applies to all 32 NFL fan bases. That's the beauty of it. You can badmouth it. You can fire this guy. You can fire that guy. You know it, and I know it. By the time things begin again in August, you're back in. You know, wasn't it Pacino? Was it every time I think I'm out, they pull me right back in. So, where are you at? Where are you today? Five games to go. I think it's very important over these next five weeks, and I think it's incredibly important during the offseason for this organization to really mature, okay? It's time to grow up in little old Duval. And I've got several examples as to why that is. Number one, you win a game, and it's great. You win a game here, the world is flat, okay? Time stops ticking. I've been on the sideline for eight years. I've been to every NFL stadium there is. And you win a game, you do an interview here, do an interview there, you walk off the field. You win a game here, it's like you won the Super Bowl. All right? They they bring out Josh Allen. The people don't want to hear from Josh Allen. The people are pissed at Josh Allen. He's gone eight games without a sack. He used the seventh pick in the draft for a pedestrian, very ordinary combination defensive lineman slash linebacker. Half of it's not his fault because the defensive scheme is terrible. And Mike Caldwell needs to be fired. 
But you bring him out, and he's, oh, we couldn't do it without you fans. You fans are great. Duval. Du-. And I'm like, what? So there's almost like this feeling that, hey, guys, you won a game. Wow. You know, you're now three and six or three and seven. You're now four and seven. You're now four. You won a game. You, you passed your quota from a year ago. It almost feels like, yeah, there are incentives here. Hit this win. Get that fourth win. It's better than a year ago. We can show progress. Arrows pointing forward. Where, grow up. No one does that. Or if they do, I'm just not aware of it. Maybe that is common. I can... I can see, you know, New England winning 10, 11, 12, 13 games every year, and they, they walk out someone to talk to the crowd, and, and, and they're yelling out their cheers. Or, you know, if Tennessee wins again on Sunday for the ninth consecutive time over the Jaguars there, uh, you know, in the Music City, they're going to bring someone out and uh, address the crowd. Like, y- you do that when you knock off Buffalo in the playoffs, and you go to play Pittsburgh in the divisional round next week. You don't do it when you win your third game of the year. So the organization needs to mature. The organization needs to grow up, okay? Let's start to become a major league sports franchise. Not an embarrassment. What happens? You win a game, you address the crowd. Doug Peterson gives you Monday off, okay? There's the ice cream. There's the reward. Doug Peterson has told us. He's not going to throw down his headset. Doug Peterson has told us he's not going to yell at his players. They'll get tight. You can't yell at today's players. They'll quit. They do it in college football. They do it in the NFL. You can't react negatively. It's got to be all positive. So what does the ultimate players coach do? And for the record, I am a huge fan of Doug Peterson. You got two things right here in Jacksonville. You got a quarterback and you got a coach. Outside of that, what do you have? Seriously. I mean, who am I going who would you fist fight? Fist fight to defend in this city, not named Trevor Lawrence or Doug Peterson. You're gonna tell me Travis Etienne? He's a running back. It's a, that's about as valuable as someone who's dating a Kardashian. It will be here for a year, two, and then gone. There's no staying power for running backs in the NFL. It is a totally diminished position. Back to Peterson. Because it was flat. Time stopped. Doug Peterson says, what a great win. You guys got Monday off. Take Monday off. You already got the written into your contract and the Players Association Tuesday off. Let's get back to work on Wednesday. And what do they do? Quit. Quit on you. As a Jaguar fan, the coaches, the players, everyone involved, they were bombarded by Detroit. 40 points. You're taking on the worst scoring defense in the NFL. The 30th ranked rushing defense in the NFL, and they were embarrassed from the time that Toe met Leather. So if you still have that helium, if you still have that air, all the power to you. I'm, I, I, I'm never one that is going to tell you not to support the team, not to go to the games. I, I'll never stoop to that level. But change has to happen, okay? There's too many negative things that are going on with this football team. And which direction is it headed? Seriously. 
Where is this team headed? I'm convinced that Trent Bulky did not want Doug Peterson as the coach. Doug Peterson is the coach. When you lose, people start pointing fingers. They went through a five-game losing streak, and they were blown out three days ago. So this, let me give you a couple of hypotheticals. Because you're a very... You're a very intelligent audience, and I and I love when you get thinking and you respond on the text line at six four one ten ten. Brought to you by Lifetime Ex- uh, Lifetime uh, Enclosure. What is it, JJ? For crying out loud, what is it? Lifetime Enclosures, Rick. Oh, are we on YouTube tonight? We are on I'm YouTube. All dressed up. Uh, you can go to Tenson XL's YouTube page and see this rant right now. Rick is wearing a collared shirt. He looks tremendous. Continue. Let me give you a hypothetical because I think it's real. Let's just say right now, Doug Peterson's an offensive genius. He's an offensive coach, okay? Not a defensive guy. He's an offensive guy. What does Jacksonville do in the first round? Well, here's what they do, Baloo. They draft two first-round defensive guys, and, well, they're having them do things they're not overly familiar with. They've turned their first-round draft picks into projects, Guys like me and many others pound the table. No, 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 no. Draft Icky. Draft a wide receiver. You have a franchise quarterback. Offense, 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 offense. Uh Uh-uh. We're going to spend all our money on defense. Well, they spent some money on offense, too, but it's patchwork. You spent a lot of money on Zay Jones. Guy has a career game, right? In this town, time stops. It's flat. Zay Jones is the next Jerry Rice. What does Zay Jones do a week later? Has four drops, including two on third down. If you're Zay Jones and you're making that amount of money, you cannot drop third down conversions. And he did it twice. That's failure, okay? That Not, not well, lesson learned. Oh, we'll work on it. That's a failure. Third down conversion, a fail. So the hypothetical, let's just say this was all about Trent. Last year, it was the power struggle with Urban. There's no way for the life of me, I believe, that Trent Bulky selected Travis Etienne with the second first round pick. That was a 100% Urban Meyer selection. So anyway, you're done with that. You get to this year's draft. You move up in the first round. You go out and you get a guy like Devin Gore. So let's just say Devin Lloyd has run into the rookie wall. Devin Lloyd has been a disaster. How are the conversations going? Hey, Shad. Hey, Doug, how are you? Hey, good. Uh, what's going on with Lloyd? Well, we're trying some different things. It's just not working for him. Okay. Thanks. We'll talk to you again. Yeah, Trent, how are you? Yeah, Shad. Yeah, well, here's the deal, coach. Or here's the deal, owner, Shad, Mr. Khan. I drafted the best possible player. They're not using him right. He should be doing this, and I've talked to him. Or he should be doing that, and I've talked to him. He's not doing it. I drafted Walker because we thought he was going to be the guy that could get to the quarterback. Instead, he's been working with Bill Shuey. He's dropping in coverage. He's an outside linebacker. And I'm just giving you hypotheticals because in this case, I heard what Trent Bulky said during the press conference after he selected him. What you must realize is that when people lose, they start blaming one another. 
So at what time does Trent Bulky have his story? Doug Peterson have his story. Look at this dysfunctional division. You had a coach, Bill O'Brien, who overrid the general manager in Houston. You had this week Mike Vrabel in Tennessee who overpowered the general manager in John Robinson. If they hang another 5 and 12 or whatever the heck it's going to be this year, it's going to be a very different offseason. And Trent Bulky has a reputation for blaming others. Trent Bulky has a reputation for leaking information. Trent Bulky has a reputation of kind of me against everyone else in the building. Is that what you want? Well, you know what? If they win, sure. But what if stuff like that starts coming up? You know what? We like Devin Lloyd, but I was there and I was saying we need another wide receiver. We need a tight end. That's only one conversation piece. That is what is going to happen with this football team. Okay? When you lose, you separate from one another. Don't let anyone tell you differently, okay? Trent Bulky did not want Doug Peterson to be his coach. This is right around the same time a year ago that Urban Meyer was fired. Can you imagine being in Nashville today and how steinbrenner s that must be? You're talking about an organization that's getting ready to win their third straight divisional title. You're talking about an organization under John Robinson that had seven consecutive winning seasons. You're talking about an organization under his watch that went 60 and 64 and 43. Okay. They have seven wins this year. Jacksonville has eight wins in their last three years. That's an organization that says to their fan base, Nothing short of winning is acceptable. What is this organization telling you? What are they telling you? I'm asking. I don't have the answer. What are they telling you? Trent Bulky's not going anywhere. Doug Peterson's not going anywhere, nor should he. It's been crystal clear if you read between the lines. There's not pressure on them to win. Okay, there was no, hey, Trent Bulky, you got to win eight games this year or you're out of a job. He moves Robinson. He makes a deal for Ridley. The way he treated the cap with all these defensive players, there is not pressure on him to win. Not this year. But just for a second, pretend you were the other Ville. Imagine having an owner. Imagine having a franchise who's in first place and you botched the trade. On Brown. So you're fired. You're done. And we're going to find a winner. And we're going to draft the quarterback in the first round. And we're going to start all over again. I feel sorry for you. I do. Jaguar fans, I I don't know what else to say. Okay? I, I try to carry the water. I freaking hate excuses. But when you win a game around here, just... Act like you've done it before. You know? 
Duval, well, we couldn't have done it without you guys. I mean, unbelievable. It's our third win here, and it's our third home win in the last nine years here. And, I mean, this is just the greatest thing we've ever – oh, Duval. I mean, win a couple games in a row. Act like you're a professional football franchise. My name is Rick Ballou. This is the home of the Jaguars on 1010XL. 92.5 FM. I come fresh from the streets, fast on my feet, kind of lean and lazy. Not much meat on my bones and a whole lot alone and more than a little bit crazy. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Ah, yes. The great songwriter. Happy birthday, Harry. 80 years of age, you would have been. Great music. Listen, I know that for you youngsters out there, I, I, I know that you've already, uh, you've already drifted elsewhere. But if you're my age, around my age, let me make a recommendation to you. It's called Harry Chapman Greatest Stories Live. Just put on the entire album. Short today, you can get it in any form of digital. I recommend, JJ, at least two substances. One of the alcohol alcohol variety. The other, whatever it is that it is that you enjoy. And just sit back and listen to great, happy storytelling back when life was a little bit easier. I, I love a good live album, too. Oh, Greatest Stories Live. 30,000 Pounds of Bananas. Just a phenomenal album. So, if you don't like my sports takes, and I got you, you know, um, maybe you like my music selection. We got a big toe issue. We got a big toe with Trevor. And let's thank God here that it's only a toe sprain. All right. Last night, the place went crazy. There was a photo of Trevor with his wife at a salon and what appeared to be a boot. We were told today from Doug Peterson that it's not a boot. It's not a cast. Instead, it's a protective shoe uh, out today. And it's his left foot. Okay, but it's important, the big toe, right? The big toe's there for balance. The big toe there is to plant. The big toe is there to push, right? And in this case, it's his, it's his left foot. So as a right-handed quarterback, it's not the plant foot. It's the foot that you release the football off of. I don't know which is better. I don't know which is worse. I would imagine for a right-handed quarterback, it would be the right toe. But I don't know the answer to that question. Let me say this to you. At least it's not turf tell. I've mentioned this before on these very airways, but there is not an injury in the world that equals the definition of turf tell. When you tear an ACL or you tear an Achilles or you separate a shoulder, I mean, it's just gruesome. And the designation of the injury fits the actual injury. You hear turf toe, you know, it's kind of like, you Pathetic. know, put a, a band aid on Walk it. Walk it off. You, you Rub know? some dirt on it. It's like you, you know, you, 
something about the you stub your toe. It's the it's the one place on your body. You stub your toe, it takes your brain about a second or a second and a half to let you know that it does hurt. But before it actually hurts, your brain also tells you you know it's gonna hurt. You just have to wait for it. I have seen turf toe before, and it is absolutely brutal. I mean, it looks like it, it, it needs to be literally amputated. Uh, amputated. It does. It's, um, it's disfigured. It's totally swollen. It, it just doesn't fit. It's kind of like a Charlie horse, right? Oh, someone's got a Charlie horse. No big deal. Um, I've never understood the funny bone because the funny bone hurts an awful lot. I don't know why they call it the funny bone. There's nothing funny about getting hit in the funny bone. That, that really hurts. We won't talk about the midsection because I don't want to give all you ladies out there a, a free laugh. Something about my man getting hit in the jewels. You know, everyone at a Tupperware party is going to keel over in laughter. Your husband got hit in the nougats? Oh, my God. That's like the funniest thing I've ever seen. Why is it that when a man gets hit there, women just find it upon themselves to laugh with one another? To be fair, I laugh when I see a man get hit in the uh, nether regions as well. Really? Yeah. And like funny. hockey or baseball? Uh, I mean, I cringe, but... <laughs> yeah, I'm a child. Like a like a video of like a two year old swinging a wiffle yeah, ball bat and he gets that. That's, that's good. That's good banter. It's good content. But I, if I see like a guy getting hit with a baseball, like a pitcher, I different reaction. That's a pain. Mm-hmm. Like I feel it myself. <sighs> I, I'm looking at pictures of turf toe, and it's. Oh, it's awful. It's gross, and it's not what I expected. You know what I'm a little disappointed in? I'm looking at, uh, I mean, what do we have, 100 already in on our text line? They've Talked been blowing it up the last few nights, man. Everyone's agreeing with me. I, I, I hate it when I make so much damn sense. I mean, half of what's fun with radio is for people to disagree with me. I just, you know, I, I went kind of crazy for 15 minutes, and everyone's in agreement. So, you know, there, there you have it. Um, the people agree, but I, I still, I don't think anything is going to happen. And that's what's really bad about things, is, you know, where is, seriously, where is winning in all of this? Everyone's going to tell you they want to win, right? But where is winning in all this? Is winning most important for this football team, or is making money the most important thing for this football team? Clearly, the pressure is not on Balky and Peterson to win now. We, we heard that after the Houston game. It was spelt out for us. You had to dive into the quote. But it was there for it's it's not. I think the clock starts running in a year. If you're one of those who wants bulky out, the only way bulky's going to get out is if fingers start getting pointed at one another and stuff leaks. Who does Shad trust? Who are Shad's football people? For the life of me, I don't even have a clue. It's not a former Jaguar. I'll tell you that. 
And if so, then they're doing one hell of a job. If so, they should be fired, okay? They should be fired because they suck. But outside of that, they're doing a real good job because no one knows about it. So there's no one formally in this franchise who's involved. So it's all outsiders, which is fine. There's plenty of smart people who know the game. All you do is find a couple of them. All you do is find one. You know, it's petri- here's what's petrifying. We're 142 days away from the draft. Is there one person out there that will come on to the program tonight and tell me that you are convinced they're going to draft an offensive player in 142 days? They're going to go back to defense again, again and again and again. See, that's the problem with what has happened here. You had one plum. You had one huge hit. You got a quarterback, and you did not build around your quarterback. You settled. You overpaid for medium talent, medium to below average talent at left tackle. You're on the verge of doing the same thing at right tackle. You did nothing at tight end. Bunch of Band-Aids. You overpaid for wide receivers. They're not number one wide receivers. Zay Jones is, I I hate to make those comments about Zay Jones, but any faith you had in Zay Jones was lost last weekend. You you can't take that back. Who's the the Georgia wide receiver here a couple of years ago who was great spokesman in the locker room? Everyone loved him. He was a role model. He was a guy that they could lean on through COVID. And then he, no, and then he, he kept dropping balls on third down. Same deal here with Zay Jones. I don't. He had a chest. Well, if he has a chest, don't go out there and play. So, <laughs> look at the. And this isn't all on on, on Trent Bulky, right? It's not all on him. It's certainly back to to Dave Caldwell and and to Tom Coughlin. He was recently with Houston. I think Houston just cut him as a wide receiver. I just can't think of his name. Um. Let's just review things here a tiny bit. Oh, he was like, oh, my God. He, like, led the Black Lives Matter protests and all that. Everyone oh, loved him. He, 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 he was perfect. He was great. The only problem was he couldn't play. And he dropped third down passes. Okay? that Chris Conley. Yes. Okay? Zay Jones is Chris Conley to me today. I'm sorry, but I'm about results. Okay, even though this is year 27 of a rebuild, I'm about results. You cannot drop third down passes. You can't do it. And he dropped two of them. So let's review here because they're going to draft defense again. Do you think they're going to shock us and and, and draft an offensive lineman? Do you think they're going to shock us and draft a speed wide receiver when you have Chris Conley waiting? Because, or excuse me, you have uh, Calvin Ridley waiting? Because we all know. That's an automatic. There's no chance that anything negative could ever happen with Calvin Ridley, right? The guy's had mental issues, and he's out a year for gambling. (laughs) But, no, we won't address wide receiver because we're damn set at that position. 2015, Dante Fowler, turd. 
2016, Jalen Ramsey, Hall of Famer, couldn't get along with management. 2016 second round, Miles Jack, they paid that man, they're paying him $5 million right now not to be here. Five mil. Just go. You know, we're going to bring in a low account, and we're going to draft two more linebackers. See ya. Here, here's five mil. Gone. Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, more of his fault than the organizations. They offered him. They tried to keep him around. Yannick's a winner. Yannick's a... He's also... He's a very strange dude. Very strange dude. Got, you know... Fought everyone. Fought his teammates. He's, he's, he's not a great foot. He's not a great teammate. Not a great guy. You can be a bad teammate, see Jalen Ramsey, but you better win. Kind of get the sense that Unique Ngakwe is never going to win. 2018, Taven Bryan. 2019, Josh Allen. 2020, C.J. Henderson. Guy has major problems. I mean, he is a driver in three wood from TIAA Bank. And they couldn't even figure out his problem. Oh, let's blame it on COVID. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I feel for him. I feel for anyone with mental health problems. I do. I will never go down the road of, of joking about something like that. It is awful. And I hope that C.J. Henderson is able to get through it. My understanding is doing a decent job in Carolina. What an awful draft pick by Dave Caldwell in this football team. What a pathetic draft pick. You know what was even worse? Right behind him, Caleb on Another first-round pick. Now you get to this year. The, the feeling on Walker is not good. The feeling on Lloyd is not good. So that means every single draft outside of Trevor Lawrence, and let's go back to the 2017 draft, which was another just boneheaded decision to draft a running back fourth overall. A running back who three years later would give you 1,700-plus yards from the line of scrimmage in 15 games, and you couldn't get anything for him? Let me repeat that. He gave you 1,700 yards from the line of scrimmage in 15 games. Jacksonville got nothing. This organization has made bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. And and you know it and I know it. Because of all of these bad... And these aren't all Trent Bucky's fault. Okay? It's not. Trayvon Walker is. Devin Lloyd is. Chad Muma is. Not getting a wide receiver is. Cam Robinson is. The tight end debacle is. Trading James Robinson is. Telling you, and basically, you know, if Trent Bulky, he'd be like, Boo, shut up. I'm here next year. I made a deal for Calvin Ridley. I'm not going anywhere. You're wasting air time. Why don't you start talking about how Tennessee's got a terrible passing defense and how Trevor Lawrence can get that big toe healthy, go out there and win a football game. All right, I'll get there eventually. 
but I'm pissed. And you should be too. Look at Tennessee. That's an organization that wants to win. Look at this organization. They're going to go draft another defensive player. If I was to ask the question tonight, where should Jacksonville go? And I know the audience. I know you people. You're going to tell me get a corner, or you're going to tell me get an interior defensive lineman, or you're going to tell me go get an edge guy. And you and I both know that edge guy is going to end up being a combination Sometimes rush the passer, sometimes dropping coverage, be an outside linebacker. How can you miss on your top? How can you not take your top pick and put him in a position to flourish? He's your top pick. Let's see how long it takes Tennessee to address What's going on as far as their general manager? Let's see how long it takes to figure out how those operations are going to run. A year ago, you had to fire Urban. He disgraced this city. Jacksonville in a year where there were 10 openings, 10 hang coaches. Look how they handled the pursuit of your coach. Seriously, you can't make that stuff up. It was pathetic. You had Peterson here. You had Caldwell here. And then 30-some-odd days went by. They interviewed Byron Leftwich, or they wanted to. Bill O'Brien was a guy. You had uh, Matt Eberflus. You know, there was some conversations about possibly John Heisman becoming the head coach here or Amos Alonzo Stagg. I mean, it just went on and on to the point where your general manager didn't even go to the com. Should be didn't even go to the senior bowl. He's got that's his job. That's his job. He wasn't at the senior bowl because he couldn't find who his coach was, and he had a head start. That that's your team. That's your organization. Oh, they've won four games, Baloo, piped up. There you go. Oh, it's on the come. I got you. Yeah. They're in salary cap hell next year. This is a Swiss cheese team. I I made the comment earlier, who are you going to fist fight for on that team? I'm all ears. Who are you going to fight? Give me a guy right now. I'll, I'll give you ETN. I'll give you Trevor. And I'll give you Tyson Campbell. Who else are you going to throw punches with to defend on that roster down there? Logan Cook. Okay. Guy brings it every Sunday. I was going to say ETN, even though I'm not a huge running back guy, uh, but you stole it. I do love him. The position doesn't mean anything. Exactly. I agree. The position means nothing. We'll see how long it takes an organization who clearly cares, like Tennessee. You think they're going to wait as long as Jacksonville waited? Do you think they'll have a guy in charge representing next year's Senior Bowl? Folks, I wish I could bring you better news. But to the day I die, I will never stop being the truth teller.
child arrived just the other day He came to the world in the usual way But there were planes to catch and bills to pay He learned to walk while I was away and he was Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM Harry Chapman will make you forget about those third down drops, right? He will make you forget about allowing 446 yards on average to Kansas City, Baltimore, and Detroit in the last three weeks. We'll talk to John Osher about this coming up in seven minutes. How about their third down conversion rate over the last three games? 64%. Offenses are 23 of 36 on third down. Uh, They have no clue right now what to do on the defensive side of the football. Mike Caldwell should be fired. They're 31st in sack percentage. <laughs> I mean, they had the top pick in the draft, and they went out and got a pass rusher. They're, they're 31st. They, they have 19 sacks. They're 30th in the NFL. 30th. They're on pace for 27. Last year, they had 32. The sack what- they had last week was very fake. You know, he basically just went out of bounds. Could have easily threw it out. They had more sacks last year when they had Taven Bryan. You can't make this up. 33-26, Baloo, at what point do we as fans give up on the franchise and declare it a lost cause? Don't ever do that. Honestly. As upset as I am, don't ever do that. Shad Khan is a man of his word. He's keeping the team here. If Shad Khan was to sell it, I have no faith that a team would remain here. I mean, you folks have been told for, what, decades that they're going to build stuff downtown, for decades that it's finally going to happen. Well, like everything else, be patient. (laughs) Give it some time. You think if Shad Khan sold it to anyone that they'd look at that scenario downtown and say, yeah, let's build it here? No. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They'd say, let's go to St. Louis. Let's go to San Antonio. Let's go to Portland. They're never going to go to London. So it's it's better to have a poor football team than to not have a football team at all. Don't ever go down that road. What, what, I, what, I, what I want and what I think you should want is for a brilliant man like Shad Khan to find some people who know the NFL. Find them. Not old school. Not me against the world, find some well-respected football people who know the game. You were handed a prize in Trevor Lawrence. An absolute prize. Look at the division you're in. Tennessee is going to get a new quarterback. Indianapolis is going to get a new quarterback. Houston is going to get a new quarterback. Half this league is going to get a new quarterback. New England is already unhappy. 
with Mac Jones. Look at what is going on with uh, with Wilson in New York. I, I mean, can you honestly, even if you're not a Trevor guy, and I know there's some of you out there who are not, can you, can you honestly say to yourself, this organization has done the best that they can to build around a franchise quarterback? They have not. Look at all of these defensive players. <laughs> They're average to below average. You know, the Cam Robinson ranking, the pass ranking, the, the overall ranking, pro football focus, I think his high is 27, his low is 45. At what point in life does Jacksonville finally have a ranking with a player who's ranked in the top 10? Who's ranked in the top 15? He's a $22.5 million cap hit next year. And those are his rankings. That's called settling for just barely good enough. Feel free to get one of the best tackles. In fun. Go sign Teron Armstead. Go draft Icky. Now we're going to get a backer. He's a combination backer. I mean, these are the facts, folks. I hate it. I want this team to win. I want you to be happy. Shad Khan is so brilliant. I want Shad Khan to find some people that he can bounce his football stuff off of. And I want him to hire a general manager who can make good decisions. Look at the 2021 picks. Who turned out for you? Honestly, who turned out for you in 2021? Oh, 2021. 2021 free agents. Who turned out for you? Okay. Shaq Griffin, bust. Maybe Rashad. Ray Robertson Harris, bust. Rayshon Jenkins, adequate. Marvin Jones had a huge touchdown two weeks ago. Who was he targeted? Once last week? (laughs) How about these? uh, How about this year's free? uh, Jahard Ward. Last year, Foley Fatakasi. I was reading the other day, he's the most overrated free agent, you know, biggest bust of the year. What the hell has he done? Aloha tackle machine. Okay, I'll give you that. Darius Williams has not played well. He should be a slot guy only, but no, they know more than you do, Baloo. Let's keep him on the outside. Bring back Trey Herndon, inactive. Bring in someone for starters, is going to be at the Senior Bowl. And then we'll work things from there. There's no pressure on Trent Baalke. He'll be back next year. All right, John Osher's coming up. This thing is going to get fixed one day. It's, it's not going to get fixed under the current regime. <laughs> it's not. And you got a lot of problems now up against the cap. You're going to have to say goodbye to all the players I just mentioned and others. It's, um, you know, I don't even know how else to tell you. It's, you can't do it all at once. And he tried to do it all at once. He should have just loaded up on offense. And you didn't, man. You, 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 
Brittany Sheriff's a nice signing. I'll give you that. Paying the amount of money they paid for these wide receivers is, and Christian Kirk's, a, you know, Christian Kirk's had a decent year. Christian Kirk's a number two wide receiver. Look at all these wide receivers. Look at all of these stars that just flat burn. And, you know, in this franchise, oh, well, yeah, when you think of the wide receivers around here, you know, they missed on R.J. Sauer. They missed on Reggie Williams. They missed on Matt Jones. They missed on Justin Blackman. I don't know what to tell you. They're cursed. But they're not afraid. Someone here, this organization is like the Pittsburgh Pirates. We know we have no shot when the season begins. They don't spend like the Pittsburgh Pirates. This organization spends like the New York Yankees. They just make wrong decisions. I hate this week, and I hate the rant. I hate where I'm at. But when you... When you show up the way that they did, they deserved it. Coach Peterson gives them Monday off, and they get slaughtered 40-14. to 14. That's how much respect they have for you in the city of Jacksonville, that they laid down like that, 40-14. to 14. Get over it, Baloo. I will. When I fall on that man made mahogany wooden box. Now, yeah. another interview on the Farrah and Farrah phone line brought to you by the accident attorneys at Farrah and Farrah. It was raining hard in Frisco. I needed one more fare to make my night. A lady up ahead waved to flag me down. She got in at the light. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Ah, uh, don't do it, Harry. Don't do it. The one that got away. And I think people feel that only Bob Seger sings about those who got away. No, the great Harry Chapman would have been 80 today. Singer, songwriter. Uh, she took off to be an actress. He took off to be a pilot. She married a rich guy. He fell into some tough luck. So when she walked off happy to her handsome home, he took off taking tips and getting stoned. <laughs> but he goes on to say he goes on to say that he's flying high in his taxi. So drive safe out there, people. Yeah. 80 years of age, man. What a, what a, in a humanitarian on top of that. Just, uh, again, thank you to all last week for the J Fund, $250,000. He was really one of the originals in music where he just gave away almost all his money. He was incredible. He died in 1981. He would have been 80 today. Speaking of incredible, John Osher, ladies and gentlemen, senior writer, Jaguars.com. Hi, John. Yeah, Rick, that's, that's not an uplifting way to bring me in, but, uh, <laughs> It might fit, considering what we saw Sunday, right? Yeah. Maybe I, maybe I don't get a big intro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, you're a music. You and I have some musical interest. Do you, you get back to some of those old school singer-songwriters, like a Harry Chapin, some folk Well, where we folk differ, music? Rick, is, is I've actually listened to a song not from the 80s in the last... Uh, <laughs> That's 70s right there. Yeah. yeah, that one's <laughs> the 70s now. Yeah. 
so that's where we diverge. <laughs> but but uh, um, yeah, I mean, I I uh, list, I've listened to some Harry Chapin. Uh, I'm not huge into him. I know Cats in the Cradle. I know that song. Yeah. And uh, but I have watched several documentaries on him. He he was a fascinating guy who, uh, you know, obviously uh, brilliant in in what he did, which was uh, sort of the story song. So very good at that. Yeah, and then there was a whole. Uh, it, I, I forget his, it wasn't Devontae. It was it Marcus Freeman, the former New York Jets running back, who is well kind of adopted that with Harry Chapman. Then I, I want to say that he ended up drowning or, or something. I'll have to look back on that story, but there yeah. was another link to it that involved football um, years and years ago. I'll, I'll look at that during our next break because I only have a few minutes with you, unfortunately, today. All right, let's get to the big toe. Um, for, for starters, this isn't good news, but you know from being in the locker room, it could be much worse, man. A, a turf toe is a brutal injury. Yeah, and uh, I don't know necessarily – exactly what it is if, if it's your classic turf toe which can be just awful or you know he wasn't limping from what i could tell wasn't really limping into the media room today uh, uh peterson seems pretty confident that he's going to practice i think he plays on sunday that's just that's just sort of my gut from reading the room uh but yeah it, it could have been much more i mean what you didn't want out of this was him standing on the sideline next June with that whole thing of, hey, we're going to bring him back slowly during training camp. Mm-hmm. We're going to ramp it up slowly. Because players really, I think it's a lost thing among some casual observers, players really value their rehab time, their ramp-up time, however it is they prepare, whether it's going to OTAs or not, which, you know, I'm assuming Trevor as a quarterback will always be at OTAs, but it, it's very important to them to prepare for the season in their comfort zone, and and you wanted nothing taking Trevor out of that. So I thought that was the big picture story beyond the awful defense performance, beyond the awful performance. The fact that he's not seriously hurt, I think everybody has to feel good about. Because this is one of those games where, you know, Tennessee's very good against the run. You're going to have to get it done – this week by by passing the football this is a a football team that that is pretty stingy but they can be had when it comes to moving the ball in the air yeah i think it's a big game you know assuming trevor's healthy and himself uh which if he's not then i don't know what you do in this game because i don't think you're going to stop him uh defensively because the jaguars aren't stopping anybody defensively and i agree with you it's going to be very tough to run if he's healthy and right then I consider it a really big game for the offense because you want as an offense for this franchise. I'm assuming that offense is going to be what they hang their hat on next year because I'm not sure you improve the defense to be majorly, majorly great. So I think it's going to be an offensive team that has to score points to win. And at some point, you have to be able to do that against good defenses is what I'm getting at. Yeah. So to go and play a good defense on the road that hasn't given up more than 17 in eight games until the Philadelphia Eagles last week. I think it's important for this offense to establish that it can go play well against really good defenses. So you'd like to see that this week. If Trevor's hurt, then I'm not sure that that's realistic to do. If he's not, then I think it is a statement game for this offense that didn't play well last week. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm a stickler for certain things. Uh, I think you and I, you know that. Uh, I ask you, you know, year after year, some of the similar things. And, and, and one aspect of the game that I've always been real big on is, is getting out early. And Jacksonville has notoriously, over the last several years, gotten off to incredibly slow starts. They broke that this year. The first eight games or so, they were yeah. scoring in the first half. They were scoring in the, in the first quarter. Last four games, though. 20-3, Detroit down. 6 nothing Baltimore. Without those drop TDs, could have been 14 nothing. 20 nothing to KC. 17 nothing here against Vegas and a come-from-behind win. Why the slow starts now for the Jags? Yeah, you hit me out of left field with that one. As soon as you started saying it, I, I, I sort of put uh, two and two together. And, yeah, it's, it's been slow. Um, you know, I don't think it says, incredibly troublesome as it was in the last three or four years when they were talking about it because the last three or four years it, it, it was part of an overall where they just couldn't move the ball now you know, you know they've been coming out of it and they've been doing it okay i'm not sure why um except that maybe teams are seeing on film what they are stopping that and then the jaguars have been able to sort of come out of it i think some of it is they were running the ball real well and teams have sort of stymied that a little bit in the last month. So maybe that's what's happening is they're coming out trying to run. Teams are stopping it. They're realizing they can't do it. And then Trevor's been good enough and the offense has been good enough to overcome it until last week. Uh, but then as soon as I say that, they started running the ball real well early last week. Mm-hmm. You know, And then the fumble. So uh, I want to say that, that maybe it's more of a short-term fluky thing. Because it certainly wasn't holding for the first month of this season, or in the first two months, but uh, I can't really put my finger on a specific thing. Yeah. Uh, as we wrap things up, obviously this has been a very difficult place for Jacksonville to play. A major shakeup. I, I don't know, and I know that you don't cover the team. You, you're not as aware either, but I, I just wonder, is this a victory? Is this a Bill O'Brien against Houston battle where, you know, all of a sudden this is a win for Mike Vrabel? and the guys play extra hard for him on Sunday? I know you don't know, but I'm just trying to get yeah. your, your estimate on what you think. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, – I, I doubt that, but that doesn't mean that what you're saying is not going to happen. And, and by that, I mean, I think these guys play for Vrabel anyway. I think he's, he's a great coach on that front, and this team plays to its identity so well that I don't know if it's going to be a rallying cry. And necessarily, I don't think the GM really affects that kind of thing that much. Um, I think it's dangerous for the simple reason that the Titans still believe they're really good. They haven't been really good in the last couple of weeks against two really good teams. So I think they're going to want to get back on track, clinch the division, show they are what they think they are. And Rick, it, I know we're getting ready to close, but I've been saying all week, I think this is a really big game for the Jaguars if Trevor's healthy. At some point, they got to be able to go win up there. And, and they've played so bad that you want to establish yourself against Tennessee. I think if, if they win Sunday, meaning the Jags, I think it would be the biggest win of the year no matter what else happens. If you establish that you can go up there and function up there and not be intimidated by the situation. It's been way too long. Uh, I, I don't know that they will. 
But on that front, I think it's a huge game, huge opportunity uh, for this team. Yeah, I mean, all last week I was talking about four and seven teams that I thought were better than the record. I, I look at Tennessee here at seven and five. I, I think they're worse than their record. Yeah, they've. I kind of I go in the middle. I think they're exactly what their record is because of this. They have not fared well against good teams this year at all. They got blown out by the Bills, uh, lost to the Giants, have lost to two really good teams. I'm not sure they're capable of beating good teams this year. Yeah. But they're so good at what they do that I think they fare well against teams that aren't as good as they are. So maybe they're 7-5, and five, you know, and, and, and that's what they're supposed to be, which probably doesn't bode well for the Jags in this, unless the Jags are right and that they're better than their record, then maybe they go up there and win it. John Osher, senior writer, jaguars.com. Always a pleasure, John. Thank you. Rick, we'll see you, buddy. Right, there he goes, John Osher. And um, when we come back, let's – I've done all I can do on the rant thing. You know, I mean, you know, um, if you want to uh, add your two cents in on it, Feel free. Best way to do it is on the text line, 641-1010, brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures, or Twitter, Blue1010XL. When I come back, though, let's, let's take a little look here at Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee, on third down, offensively, 35.9%. They're terrible. They're 55 for 153. They only score 18.3 points a game. Okay. Now, they're a good defense, at least scoring defense, team defense, rushing defense. They do give up a lot in the air. They give up 277 yards a game in the air, which goes to what Osher and I just talked about, how Lawrence and this offense is going to have to pass the football. But on the other side, let's grab some of your thoughts on the text line, and let's take a look at this Titans football team, all of that as we go into the night. Hello, honey, it's me. What did you think when you heard me back on the radio? Let's go into the night with what Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Hi, right, a little love for DJs here. Harry Chapin talking about W-O-L-D-D-D-D. As uh, Harry used to say, couldn't get his songs on the radio because they were too long, but this one made it on there for about 15 minutes. Give it a listen, especially those of you out there a little bit longer in the tooth. Maybe draft a spirit and whatever else it is that you need and put on Greatest Stories Live. Now, were you ever a radio DJ? He's 80. Me? Yeah. No. Or just sports? Never. Okay. But that's I my dream. I feel like that would be that's my dream. such a cake gig. Now, I could say, make sure you join us tomorrow. We'll be live at Mr. Chubby's Wings in Ponte Vedra. Two for one drives, two for one pictures. It includes Miller Light right now. Feeling Harry Chapman, W-O-L-D. If I ever hit the lottery, I'm telling you, I'm going to get it. I'm going to either buy into this radio station or some other Start radio station own. and just have my own, like, Wednesday night from, like, <laughs> late, late night and just have a classic Rock show. And you'll hit the post every time. Mm-hmm. I can hear it right now. Baloo, you're only playing three songs an hour. <laughs> like 
18 minute songs. <laughs> no, you're playing three. You're playing like old school kink songs and the Beatles. Each song lasts two minutes. Hey, Blue, you're talking the entire time. You, you only played three songs that hour. Um, but yeah, Harry Chapman would have been 80 today. So, um, you know, me, it, it, you, you know, what's I get asked a lot, you know, because the anger that comes out of me, it really only comes out of me in sports. It's so hard for me to describe because I do have so many other interests. Now, obviously, I get angry with, with, uh, with politics, but I'm never going to waste my time. What about traffic? Talking with you that. There's no traffic in town here. None. I mean, go live in Boston or Chicago. Oh, I couldn't even imagine. Okay. There's no... It, there's a lot. Oh no, cowboy like me. This is this is traffic enough. Right. There's now this town doesn't know how to merge. <laughs> In this town, whenever you know, whenever there's a sprinkle of rain, they're going to go 10, 15 miles per hour shorter. I've never seen anyone or as many people go below the speed limit in the left lane as I have around here. But no, I never complain about the traffic. And in, in, in you know this city. We're trying to become a better city. That's why everywhere you drive, everywhere you look, they're doing what? They're widening the roads. They're expanding. Okay? We're trying to become better. Yeah. So, yeah, things will be delayed a little bit. Uh, I'm okay with that. I, I, I don't think that we have a traffic issue uh, here in Jacksonville. But that's what's great about music is there is no – you know, anger or it, it, it's all a, it's a hype machine for me. Unless you want to, unless you're someone who can get depressed during some of this music. I don't get depressed during music. Okay. Even sad songs. I mean, I know what I'm getting myself into. Music is such a huge part. And Harry, growing up listening to Harry Chapman, man, those, those stories, uh, or, or I know it drives my girlfriend crazy, especially when it's like four or five in the morning and I'm still getting after it and I'm wailing, you know, Harry Chapin. And, but that that's that. And that's happy me. And I'm telling you, the next time you get into that moment where you feel like staring at the stars, throw on the greatest stories live, Harry Chapin, and just listen. I'd ask you kids too, but I, I mean... You guys can't even stand through a Jaguars five-play, one-minute and 21-second drive. I mean, I'm not going to ask you to listen to an entire LP. Tennessee. This is not a good football team. Okay, They're a very well-coached football team. They score 18.3 a game. They allow 20. They are not particularly good when it comes to moving the football overall, if you look at what they're doing as far as uh, total yards, actually, I'll get there in, in, in a moment. I want to begin with the defense because, to me, that's the most alarming part of all of this. Uh, defensively, they have allowed 22 passing touchdowns. Okay? 12 games, 22 passing touchdowns. They defensively, um, allow 277 yards a game in the air. And on top of that, 
after today's injury report, five of their starting 11 on the defensive side are injured, okay? That includes Jeffrey Simmons inside. He's got an ankle. That includes uh, Danico Autry is a linebacker. Let's see. He's got a knee. Uh, he did not practice today. Simmons was limited. That includes uh, David Long Jr., the inside linebacker with a hamstring. Didn't practice today. That includes Christian Fulton, um, who is you know one of their starting cornerbacks. He was a top pick. I think he was a second-round pick maybe back in 2020. Uh, 2019-2020 was Fulton. And let's see, he has a growing. He didn't practice today. Trey Avery did not practice. He has got a concussion. Okay, by the way, Traylon Burks, the guy that they wanted to be the replacement for A.J. Brown, has been in and out all throughout his rookie year. He didn't practice today offensively. He has got a concussion. So, This team is absolutely ravaged with injuries. On top of that, you have Ryan Tannehill, their quarterback. He was limited with an ankle. You have a couple of offensive linemen who weren't able to give it a go today, including Nate Davis with a knee. He was limited uh, a little bit earlier. Let me see. What did I do with that? There was one more offensive lineman. I think they gave uh, just a rest day uh, to center Ben Jones. Uh, they did. And also, C.J. Board, another wide receiver, was unable to give it a go today with ribs. So this football team is really beaten up. So Jacksonville should be able to have some success, particularly when it comes to passing the football. Let's see here. Let's, let's find out about sacks overall uh, for the Tennessee Titans. On the season, uh, where the heck did you go? Uh, I just had it and I lost it. Uh, let's see. They they have uh they have thirty they have thirty one sacks. Okay, uh, Jacksonville is nineteen. So Jacksonville's allowed. I think twenty three is is the number so far this year they have allowed. So they have an opportunity to get after the quarterback, especially if Trevor Lawrence does have that bad toe. Now this is where Tennessee is a good football team. They certainly are. Very stout against the run. You look at what they do. Tennessee against the run allows less than 90 yards a game. So this is going to be a difficult game overall for Jacksonville to try to move the ball on the ground. Again, it really sets up perfectly uh, for them to be able to pass the football. They allow 83.1 yards a game when it comes to rushing. And they run it for 120 yards a game, obviously, with Derrick Hendry. So, you know, you look at these numbers – and they're, they're really baffling. I mean, they are. They, they are not, on paper, they're nowhere near as good as Jacksonville. They, they're one of the few teams in the NFL that actually runs the ball more than they pass the ball. 346 rushing attempts this year, and that's headed up by Derrick Henry, 258 for 1,078. Henry is averaging 4.2, a carry with 10 touchdowns. They've thrown the football 301 times. All right, let's compare that real quick here to the Jaguars, who I want to say now are are more than plus 100 in the difference between pass and rush. And I I know a lot of that is you can look at Jacksonville as four and eight, and you can look at Tennessee as seven and five. They have the luxury of running the ball more because they have been leading, but also that's just the way this team is made up. 
over there. Jacksonville so far, 420 pass attempts this season. They have run the football 314 times. So 106 more rushing uh, passing attempts than rushing attempts. Uh, leading wide receivers, okay? The rookie, Burks, 25 balls, 359 yards, one touchdown. Again, he has a concussion. Uh, this man has been uh, battling in and out of injuries uh, since they got him out of Arkansas. So, you know, certainly around here, there's a guy we talked an awful lot about. If you go back to when we were discussing the draft, talking about possibly, you know, adding a wide receiver. Obviously, they did not. Uh, Robert Woods, out of L.A., got paid 33 balls, 357 yards. Uh, Austin Hooper is a tight end, 27 for 279. I mean, especially if Burks isn't 100%, they, they just don't really scare you overall when you look at their passing offense. Uh, you know, defensively, they... Are getting they've gotten seven sna- uh, seven sacks out of Autry, but as I said earlier, you know the guy's injured, and then you have Jeffrey Simmons with six and a half sacks. He's injured. You you know you just go on and on and on. Rashard Weaver five and a half sacks. Um, he is not on the injury report, but still, this is a team they spent a ton of money on Bud Dupree. That's probably one of the major reasons why John Robinson ended up losing his job. You know, he did play last week, and you know he, he did have a sack. So you can make the case that maybe Bud Dupree is starting to become somewhat of a, a better football player. Uh, this is a very winnable game. That's what I'm trying to say. This, is a win- this isn't classic Tennessee where you knew they weren't going to go in there and win. This has the makeup of a team that can go in there and win. Now, after what they did a couple of days ago, I'd be shocked if anyone is going to pick them. I know I'm not going to pick them. How can I? And I picked them a week ago, and we saw what they did. So, you know, you look around the league, and I love doing this, what team is better than their record? What team is worse than their record? And again, I said it to John Osher, but I said it all last week. And JJ, you commented on it quite a bit. I felt like Jacksonville was better than than four and seven. Now they're four and eight. I look at this team. I feel like they're actually worse. Oh yeah, they're than like their seven and five record. A five hundred team. Um, I, I I think they're. Worse, but they are at home. They seem to play well at home, especially against the Jags. They run the ball. They hold the ball. They control the clock. I see how the Jags can win this game. I just don't think they will. I think it'll be close. I think like like Peterson said today, it'll be a lot very similar to the Ravens game. I think that's true, and it'll come down to the fourth quarter. I just don't think they'll pull it out in the end. Like The Titans are reeling. The Titans need a win bad. I think they have two really good victories. I don't care what the set of circumstances are. If you win in Green Bay, that's a good one. Okay? And they won out there on a Thursday night. They also won in D.C. And the NFC East is the best story this year in pro football. They have a winning record of 7-5-1. But there are other victories. You know, 
Indianapolis, losing season. Las Vegas, a losing season. Houston, a losing season. Uh, Denver, a losing season. Okay. Their best performance might have been a loss against Kansas City with a backup quarterback. Yeah, and Cincinnati. Yeah, they played played tough. Now, that sounds a little bit like the team we talked about last week. Sounds like the Jags. In Detroit, yeah. But that was the whole theme last week. They're better than their records. Those are some pretty decent losses there. If you can – I mean, they they were torched by Philly last week. Just embarrassed. 35-10. But they, they did play with Cincinnati. Uh, a week ago at home. They they just can't score. I mean, look at what they do in losing efforts. 10 against Philly, 16 against Cincinnati, 17 against Kansas City, uh, 7 against Buffalo. They did lose 21-20 at home against the Giants to open up the season. So, you know, this is one of those deals where you may be able to win a football game if you score – 20, 21 points. That that could be it now. The other side is, wait a minute now. I mean, Jacksonville defensively in their last three games is averaging, giving up 446 yards a game. And in their last three games, Jacksonville on their third down defense has allowed 23 conversions and 36 attempts. 64%. That's wild. So, that's the math. Now, the game's not played with math. We'll have to check weather. I'll tell you this. The eight years that I was a sideline reporter and I went to them all, including Buffalo, and the, the coldest game I ever did was a matchup in Nashville. That was the coldest stadium. It's uh, not going to be very cold. 52 degrees. No, that's beautiful weather. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful football weather. Uh, and, and, again, you know, Tennessee's really beaten up. Uh, for what it's worth, here's the latest on the Jags. We've talked all night about Trevor Lawrence. He did not practice today with the toe. Chad Muma didn't go today with the ankle. He had 11 tackles last week, including a sack and a half. And then you have Zay Jones with the chest, was limited. Andre Sisco, who missed last week's game with his shoulder, he was limited today as well. So that is the very latest as far as the Jaguars. All right, when I come back, let's grab some of these off the text line. Get you ready for Hacker Nation. He's going to join you at 8 o'clock. I will tell you, tomorrow, it'll be great to see you out at Mr. Chubby's Wings out in Ponte Vedra Beach. We will be out there from 6 until 8 o'clock. Again, that's Mr. Chubby's Wings in Ponte Vedra. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. And it's growing. Oh, sing it, Harry. I look out my window and remember the night. I mean, this is make out in the back of a Dodge station wagon type of music. And this story ends. And I feel like I need you. If I could do it all over again, I'd be a singer-songwriter, I tell you. Play that six-string. Doesn't matter what you look like. The women love you. You're in a rock and roll band. You play guitar. You play piano. Look at Bob Dylan. Ugly as hell. Now, old Harry was a good-looking man. Was he? I don't think I've seen a picture. (laughs) You may disagree. He had the classic 70s look with the hair going everywhere, the burns. Oh, he looks fine. I got a meeting tonight, which... 
What? I do. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I've got to take care of some things tonight. I don't have anything scheduled for tomorrow. This could end up, we'll have to see what happens with the, I got a 9 o'clock drop of the puck tonight. Do you understand that? West Coast? 9 o'clock tonight against the defending Stanley Cup champion, Avalanche, hosting the Boston Bruins at 9. So I I, I know I'm going to settle into that. Uh, The place I'm going, I think, will show the, uh, the first period of that game. Uh, but I may dive into that late. Now, I usually wait for the weekends to do that. But it, what? It's Wednesday night. Tomorrow's Thursday. That right? sounds like a great place to have a meeting. Yeah. Games on. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, it's a very uh, professional setting. It's a very low key meeting. Yeah. Very, very low key. So, our meetings here in a stuffy room with no windows. And, well, you know, if I put a collar on my shot, shirt, something had to be up. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought you just came from golfing or something. No. You're the third person today who asked me if I golfed. I did not. I absolutely did not golf. Is anyone going to pick Jacksonville over Tennessee this weekend? I mean, this is such a reactionary town, as it should be. But they win, you pick them. They lose, you don't pick them. (laughs) I mean, am I wrong? Being a prisoner of the moment is our whole thing, being radio sports people. Um, But I, I won't pick them, but I bet there will be people at the station that do. Um, it's only a three and a half point spread, so it's not like they're expected to get blown out. It's not like they're playing the Chiefs. So yeah, I could see it. I I've been saying this all week. The way this team plays and up and downs, you know, you never know what you're gonna get from one play to the next. I wouldn't be surprised if they won. Not and Tennessee sucks. We just did that the whole last segment. Tennessee's not a good football team. Mm-hmm. Uh, take a drink during the break, Rick. Uh, great segment, yada yada yada. Rick fired up. Everyone agreeing with me here. Uh, so why don't you think Tennessee? Why do you think Tennessee fired him? You haven't said it. I have no idea why Tennessee fired. What uh, my idea is why Tennessee fired him is because he made the move for for AJ Brown, and he's missed on first round picks. It was weird that they did it in season. Like, what's the point of that? Send a message. Okay. Like Vrabel. You're next if you don't or, finish the job. Or send the message division. that Vrabel's the man. Okay. And you better play hard for him because he is it, calling the shots now. He's now taking over. Yeah. I, I don't know. I still believe they are going to have to, you know, uh, address that and go out and get someone, whether or not they're going to work with him or, you know, above him, below him. In, uh, I, I never – agree with work in unison with someone. Someone's going to report to the other person. Yeah. Like, when you guys have differing opinions, someone's going to win out. And and that was a little bit of what was going on around here, too, oh, by the way. We're not going to hire someone above Trent Bulky. The, the working relationship is so strong. You know, I, I, I promised I wasn't going to do it, but I got so off on it that I didn't bring up the other hypothetical remember how Doug Peterson lost his job in Philadelphia he was too loyal to his guys what if the other side of this equation is Doug Peterson is too loyal to Mike Caldwell and says he's not going anywhere but the bulky camp is like hey Doug 
you got to get someone new in here. Gotta, it's not working. I hope Balky wins out in that one. There's the there's the other whole side of that equation. The the other whole side of uh, of those hypotheticals. And, and I think if this team continues to lose, you're going to get more of that, not less. That happens in any organization that does not win football games. All right, folks, that's it. Tomorrow, Mr. Chubby, 6 to 8 live out in Ponte Vedra Beach. We'll see you out there from 6 to 8. For JJ, my name is Rick Bull. I don't check the text line. You want to get me, please do so on Twitter. That is Baloo, B-A-L-L-O-U, 1010XL. Hackers next. Y'all have a great night.